You're listening to Poppin' Bottles with Bottle Caps. Opening the lid on the liquor industry. Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Poppin' Bottles with Bottle Caps. I'm your host Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and I'm so incredibly excited to launch this show which is really going to act like a needed platform for business-to-business thought leadership across the food and beverage industry. As we think about how digital transformation is changing how we interface with our customers and our business partners. And the truth is, uh, I mean, we see it all around us. Our shopping habits have changed dramatically over the last decade. E-commerce and convenient delivery platforms have become a norm in basically every industry. For liquor stores, though, this online reality is changing every baseline selling operation. And unlike other retail and restaurants, there hasn't been the infrastructure to adapt, at least at pace. On this podcast, we're highlighting what that digital infrastructure could look like at scale and will look like at scale, and how it impacts every side of the industry, from retail to distribution and supply. And of course, we're going to have a little fun while we're doing it. I'd like to welcome our three guests for the interview today, Dr. Prashant Desai, Executive Chairman and CEO of Bottle Caps, Rachel Stowell, Digital Activation Coordinator with Pernod Ricard USA, and Corey Laney, Digital Director of Trade Marketing and Digital for Republic National Distributing Company. You know, it's a pleasure getting to have this conversation with all of you. I have a feeling we're going to get into some really, really interesting conversation. So again, I'm going to ask some open-ended questions here for, uh, you know, the the full room. Uh, feel free to answer how you feel fit. If you want to chime in and jump in, go ahead. This is an open conversation, and we'll be guiding it from top to bottom. Uh, so I want to go ahead and kick it off with just a brief summary of where each of your companies fit into the spirit ecosystem. Uh, Corey, we'll start with you. This is just for some context, and then we'll get into the core conversation here. Yeah, so so basically, um, you know, we're in charge as a wholesaler um, to to ensure that within the last three feet, which is where the consumer and the retailer have that uh, exchange is making sure that we have the right point of sale material, that the product is on the shelf, it's priced right, and that we are uh, uh, ensuring that the sell through of the product that we've sold them uh, goes through so that in turn, hopefully they buy more product and we all continue to make more money within the ecosystem. So that's kind of our space within um, um, the alcohol you know, industry in terms of the, the wholesaler. All right, Rachel, same question for you. Where does your company fit into the broader spirit ecosystem? So we import it in, um, and then we also get the message out about the brands individually themselves. So like Corey is saying, we sell it, we import it in and we sell it to the distributor. And then we work with them as a partner to make sure that uh, we're building the brand in the correct ways. Uh, we're getting the message out there through marketing, tastings, um, different programs like that. And then, of course, now I work directly with Bottle Caps, too, to make sure that we have the correct artwork, programming, things in place for a timely um, representation for each brand of what we've got going on. And then Prashant, same question for you. Yeah, I want to f- start off by thanking my two guests that um, I invited on this podcast, both Rachel and Corey being part of this. Um, we are the, we are truly the tier, so we're the third tier, which is basically the tier that allows you to get your product from the liquor store to your home. And we are the platform by which we do that, and we do that through both apps. We build you a custom app 
that is uh, designed to your store that allows you to integrate to your point of sale and allows you to get um, both uh, engagement through your customer, through um, push notifications and things of that nature, recipes, programming that we do through our um, uh, spirits brands like Pernod Ricard and working with uh, in tandem with uh, Corey Laney and his team at Republic to make sure that people are moving to the digital revolution. So that's the ultimate third tier of uh, this entire platform. All right, y'all, thanks for that context. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of the conversation here, which, like you said, Prashant, is really looking at that digital transformation that's affecting the spirit industry. And if you want to get very specific, you know, liquor stores themselves. Uh, how have y'all seen the spirit industry deal with this fundamental shift to e-commerce compared to some other brick-and-mortar retailers and industries? It's, it's been a little bit slower than you might anticipate. And some of that is um, because some of these um, stores have been around forever and what's working for them has always worked for them and, and people are kind of trained to go into these um, liquor stores. The other piece is to make sure that um, everyone who's getting their alcohol has been carded. So there's been a little bit of a disconnect um, to make sure that they're protecting their licenses. To let that out of their hands a little bit um, has been... I think sort of a challenge for the industry because obviously everyone wants to make sure that everything is above board and, um, and delivered in, in the right way. So sometimes if they're not built to also have drivers and delivery, um, then working with a partner like bottle caps or someone, they want to make sure that, that they feel safe, that their product can get in their hand at the right time. You know, I, I would also to um, expand on what Rachel just talked about is that there is a, um, I guess a lack of uh, education and there's intimidation for a lot of these retailers that um, a lot of these, especially independent guys who, you know, one, you know, one operator or they, you know, they have only two or three employees and, you know, you have them updating their Facebook or their Instagram, uh, but they don't really have the expertise, um, you know, within the store. And some of them are really strapped with cash as well. So, it's hard for them to make that convergence. So what happens is they have a very fragmented uh, industry of retailers that are out here who have interest in making that digital transformation, but don't know where to start. And so uh, it puts us in a very challenging situation. Um, in addition to what Rachel stated is that we have retailers who are a little bit intimidated. And then from a distributor or a wholesaler standpoint, we have some of our sales associates that are also a little intimidated to have those conversations around how we can help them in that digital space. So, so quite a few challenges there. And then I guess the last point I'll leave you with is that it's such a fragmented um, market as it turns to uh, different states and the laws on how they treat alcohol delivery uh, in each state, because each state is very, very much different. And so uh, those are a lot of the obstacles that we currently face, but but working through it and having uh, strategic partners like Bottle Caps is is a great asset for us because they too are trying to move in that direction and are also attacking it uh, at the um, at the legal state to understand exactly what we can and we cannot do, and so that's what makes us great partners because we're all trying to figure it out together. So, Daniel, I'll add my comments. Um, I actually come from uh, a real, I come from the biotech world, which everything is very forward thinking. 
And when I started to look at this case, this was, uh, Corey called it fragment. I would call it antiquated. Um, very, very antiquated in the way they do business. I mean, you can walk into a liquor store today and still see neon signs, which really blows my mind. Um, and what we're trying to do is get these folks to come join the digital revolution, similar to what you saw with Amazon when they first started selling books. It's a, it's a true movement to e-commerce and a movement where we've walked in and talked to liquor stores and they've told us specifically, oh, I have a website, but their website actually does nothing. It's a static website. What we want them to do is understand that they could be selling product online and using bricks and clicks philosophy as we believe in where you engage your customer in the store through the brick model and outside the store through the click model. And you're starting to see this divergence where everything is moving from the bricks to the clicks as people want convenience and uh, delivery as part of the way they do, uh, they live their lives today. And today is a very fast moving life where both parents typically work. People want convenience in everything they do, and we provide that mechanism to do that. Yeah, I feel like that aspect of um, of clearly more stringent regulation on what you're selling compared to other brick and mortar retailers must be one of the the biggest um, challenges to growing um, an operation like this, or or getting the spirit industry to that same flexible, frictionless um, digital space that other brick-and-mortar retailers have already achieved. Uh, other than that main difference there, what else do y'all find is unique about the way that people shop for alcohol? Um, or you know, what might be unique about the logistics ecosystem of that industry that has made that transition challenging as you try to break into the uh, digital ecosystem? Well, I think one of the pieces here is that, you know, consumers as a whole, whether it's in the alcohol industry or any other industry, they're, they're in control. And that's where we've got to accept that um, from where we see. And, and part of that is that consumers want to investigate pricing on different products. Um, they want to make, you know, better informed decisions um, when they go out and shop. Um, so, you know, part of that is for us making sure that ratings and reviews and that we have, you know, what we call good digital hygiene, which is, you know, having our products represented correctly, that they have quality images that when you're online, you shop for. No one wants to shop and see a fuzzy image and I've, so from, from, our, from our side and working with Rachel is making that sure that them as a supplier has high quality images, um, both front and back, pictures of the label, product descriptions. Those things now are critical when you start talking about um, you know, marketing and, and selling product online. Um, I think the other piece, and Dr. Prasant spoke on it earlier, is that shopping online now has become more meaningful and convenient and more practical for most U.S. consumers. Um, so now that we know that consumers are, are wanting to shop that way, how do we provide them with the best experience within the platform to be able to do so? And that's where, um, you know, working with um, the great folks at Bottle Caps, they come to understand that and want to make what we call, you know, that last three feet, 
with inside their platform a lot easier to make that conversion at sale, which is uh, what we're most excited about. So, Daniel, I'll say that there's uh, there's been a lot of apprehension with liquor stores and liquor store owners One with, with the technology barriers. They're not very technologically savvy. And two, with the way we try to pack all of this stuff. And so when we look at ourselves as a business, we wanted to be a one-stop shop, kind of a the vanguard of SaaS, as we would, would call it, which is a software as a service company that allows us to be a one-stop shop for a liquor store. So they don't have to worry about, do I have an app? Do I have a website? Can you do my marketing for me? Can you put me in an exclusive network that allows me to get customers outside of my customer base? Can you allow me to engage? And so we, this is a constant evolution, and this is what I constantly preach is this app is never done. It's going to be a constant evolution over time as we continue to refine and find better ways to enhance the buying experience and become very, very consumer-centric. And one of the things I'm very, very obsessed about is being very consumer-centric in the way we do business because that is how e-commerce really flows. If you, uh, I, and, I, and I said this to you uh, prior to this, I mean, I have never been on a call where I'd ask somebody, are there anybody on the call that has doesn't have an Amazon membership? And I promise you, five years ago, if you would have asked me that, or seven years ago, would I have paid a hundred bucks to have an Amazon membership? I would have said, absolutely not. Today, I can't live without it. And so that's the kind of consumer-centric behavior we need to try to bring over to alcohol. And we're doing that in a very systematic way. However, it's taken a significant amount of time to make that shift. So, you know, to stay timely on this, obviously, we were actually planning on having this call in person. Um, but here we are. We're remote. We're all calling in. Uh, and it's it's because of the reason you think it is. COVID-19 is shuttering a lot of offices and making travel a lot more difficult um, and just risky, right? So instead, we're going to do this over the phone. And I think, honestly, this is a, a perfect example for why the liquor industry should be adapting uh, to this digital reality. Uh, so how do you all feel like the current situation that we're in honestly makes the case for digitally driven infrastructure in this industry and how might this push uh, some some liquor stores and other players in the industry maybe to uh, more quickly embrace a solution like bottle caps to get themselves deeper into this digital ecosystem you know with with the brand Jameson just that St. Patrick's Day coming up a lot of people were celebrating over this weekend and um we've kind of had to change our messaging because Jameson has always been very much, you know, love thy bar, love thy neighborhood. You know, we don't have anything if we don't have our neighborhood bars. Well, as quickly as all of this messaging has shifted and, and everybody's, you know, getting more and more work from home or don't go out, no large gatherings. Um, we were very quickly able to translate um, love thy bar or, you know, St. Patrick's Day celebrating into the home entertainment aspect of it all. And because we already had this bottle, sh bottle caps partnership and this program with um, Jameson Artwork Live, and we had some discount codes and some things going on um, directly with some of these stores, the message was already there. It was really easy to pivot from uh, don't go out <laughs> to stay at home, here's some cocktail recipes, here's some ideas. So it was, it was really seamless. I, I was happy for the, the tailors that were already using the forum. And then the ones that 
that aren't are a little behind the times because at this point they're like, I hope people come in or maybe they're still coming in, but it was just another way for us to drive home um, the the love that Jameson has for our neighborhoods, but also to make sure everybody's staying safe at the same time. So it was nice to have that platform um, and to be able to change it as quickly as we could with digital. You know, I think in addition to that, um, part of it is the things that have been restricting, um, you know, alcohol delivery uh, in a lot of states has been the antiquated laws uh, that need to be addressed. And, you know, it's interesting now to see, for instance, I was watching the uh, New York government recently announced a change in their law where they're allowing um, alcohol to, to be sold um, differently than, than, they, than they have been in the past. And I'm starting to see other uh, states take the same approach in terms of how do we pivot and allow our bars and restaurants to be able to stay open using alcohol delivery as a as an option. But, you know, we like to joke a lot of times about do you want to be, um, uh, you know, or, or do you be Netflix? Uh, so I love our retailers. And the fact of the matter is, is that the retailers that understood, um, you know, six or seven months ago that they needed to get in the digital game and understand e-commerce and get an app or get their site set up so that they could sell online. Those are the retailers that are benefiting today and being able to at least uh, continue to um, sell product, uh, which is a great thing. And so, although this is a, a horrific time in our country that we've never seen in our lifetime, uh, on the side of it is, is that uh, there's, there's retailers that are able to sustain simply because they put the right infrastructure in several months ago um, and put themselves in a position to be able to, um, you know, be able to deliver alcohol and be able to sell through their app. So, um, you know, this has definitely been a, um, uh, you know, a, a change in how we go to market, but it's definitely put more emphasis on the fact that uh, retailers should definitely be in this game and understand how to take full advantage of having their own platform uh, to be able to sell online. So I'm going to uh, start off by saying, you know, I, I called a meeting with my own team this morning to to inform them that they all needed to work remotely. And this really showcases, you know, how you have to be able to pivot in situations like this. And with COVID-19 and being a, a medical professional myself, I understand the risks that are associated with it. And what you're starting to see is, and, and I'll share this with you, I mean, over the first three months of our business this year, we have far exceeded 75% of what we did in-app last year in the first three months. And this is going to become a tsunami very quickly. The largest players in this space are starting to align with us. I mean, we have a, a deal in place with Specs, which is the largest, second largest spirits um, family-owned spirits uh, chain in the country with over 200 stores. They're even pushing to get to the e-commerce as people are starting to not want to walk into stores, your only opportunity to get alcohol is through an e-commerce platform. And delivery and, and curbside and pickup in store are, are becoming even more critical. With that being said, we're also starting to see smaller independent stores push the exact same way to compete in this space. Because if they don't, what's going to happen is they're going to basically go out of business. That brick and mortar business is, is not going to work in a situation like this. 
Um, so we really need to focus on and on driving people to digital. We've had had more inbound leads this month than we've ever had. We even having customers that had canceled their app at some point coming back and saying, hey, I want to reinitiate my app. The bigger piece of this is the legislation piece. We're starting to see uh, even places like Kentucky and Atlanta and now New York start to change the way that they do business in terms of alcohol. Pennsylvania had to shut down all of their liquor stores due to Corona. That's a huge hit to every liquor store that's there. People want to have the ability to get food, alcohol, drugs, and things like this in times of need. And we're providing the platform to do that. And I told my team today, I said, we have a unique opportunity to serve people, serve this country in the right way by allowing people to get the things they want through a digital platform without having to worry about, um, you know, sacrificing their, their health or their, um, their ability to be in a store. So I think we're bringing a, a huge value add and an ability to, to do this in a very uh, meaningful way. All right, short break. We're going to jump over to one of our fun questions, uh, <laughs> going from the heaviest topic to now the lightest, right? Before we jump into the rest of the conversation, we're going to have uh, you know just a, a couple of these questions throughout the podcast, and this is something that we hope to evolve and, and continue to do on Poppin' Bottles with Bottle Caps. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a little fun with some alcoholic stylings here on our questions the first question is if you were an alcoholic brunch drink because you know early morning podcast first question we gotta theme it which would you be and why so rachel we'll, we'll start with you if you were a, an alcoholic brunch drink which would you be and why i would be an Absolute juice, strawberry frosé. I don't know Whoa. if you've gotten a chance. I know, right? I love, love a frozen drink. And it's, I'm in Texas, and it's <laughs> always hot, and they're always appropriate, and they're delicious. Wow. That was incredibly precise on your answer. I love that. <laughs> and quick. I know what I want. Uh-huh. Corey, your turn. Well, I guess I, I better be as quick as Rachel um, as well and right off the cuff. So I would probably say for me would be a mom Napa mimosa uh, mm. because my wife and I really enjoy waking up on Saturdays and um, right when she's cooking breakfast, having that nice mom Napa uh, mimosa. And it's just uh, refreshing. It's a uh, way to set the tone for the day and uh, helps us uh Helps us push through what we've got um, in plans for our, our four children. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right, Prashant, <laughs> your turn. So, so I'm, I'm a guy I'm a guy from the UK, so I'm going to have to represent the UK. So Let's hear it. Uh, I'm an old-fashioned gin and tonic guy. It's, they say gin is in, and uh, I'd like to have a little bit of Liverpool gin and some tonic. Wow. Now, does that... I guess, what do you match that up with on your uh, on your brunch? Um, well, I, I'm an equal opportunity offender. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter to me. I, I drink at all times. I love um, that. So I can eat anything with a gin and tonic. It's just nice and refreshing with a lime. Uh, I think it's a drink you can drink uh, all day long. Would 
half to 100% agree. Gin and tonic is definitely that go-to refresher for me. Um, it's a classic too. Oh yeah. Very much a classic. Very refined, Prashant. Refined answer. If I had to answer the question, I'd probably go with a mimosa as well, Corey, except my variation would be a strawberry basil mimosa. Oh. Um, I, I had it. Yeah, I right. I had it recently at a, a wedding reception. Uh, blew my mind, and I feel like it really embodies me. You know, strawberry because there's there's some sweetness there, but basil because I like to stay grounded and earthy. Um, so you know, there's there's there's, there's some analogy there that we can draw. You've so. really you've really this through. Oh, a hundred percent, definitely. I think so. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll be back with another drink question here in a little bit. Let's jump back into the meat of the conversation. So. Let's now switch the conversation over to um, bottle caps a little more specifically and how you're aiming to bridge some gaps in the industry while also opening new doors of opportunity for your clients and uh, for liquor stores in general. So this is for all of y'all. What are the industry's main digital needs right now? And uh, I guess this part of the question is more for you, Prashant. Why did you feel it was necessary to create a platform that was specifically for liquor stores rather than co-opt maybe another kind of flexible retail platform for that industry? And I think it's really important to understand that, you know, um, everybody, for the most part, loves alcohol. And you can't, you know, you can't bifurcate it from food and other things. You need to kind of create it on its own. And, and what we've learned is people, you know, I mean, I've been in situations where I've gone to parties and I've forgotten to take a bottle. Or I've been to a tailgate and I, I'm like, all these people brought alcohol and I feel bad. And so, you know, this provides a unique opportunity for you to do that. Or you're having a party at your house and you don't want to go to a liquor store, Right. And so now you have the ability to get on-demand liquor. I mean, we have an, an app called Bottle Rover, and, and it's on-demand liquor. And the beauty of that is now you have the ability to to do what's right, because obviously you feel like you know, you're know you a delinquent if you don't show up at a party without something, right? I, and I've always felt that way. Um, but at the same time, allowing you to have the experience to order whatever you'd like. You're not limited to, oh, um, you know, I go into an HEB and all I can get is beer and wine, right? And uh, lots of people want to do that. But the, the bottom line is, I mean, we want to create a platform that's easy to use, that people enjoy using, that people are consistently engaged in, that is gamified in some ways, that allows you to get rewards, but allows you to engage in ways that other people don't. I mean, our cuss are customer base is allowed to get access to VIP products, allowed to get access to products that are hard to get or allocated at times, uh, products that are coming new to market like Jameson Cold Brew. Um, we want to be able to for them to access it all. We also want them to, to give them recipes so they can become creative like you and make these really cool drinks. I mean, I think there's an internal bartender in that person that I know that drinks. And so now we're teaching them how to, the interest of how to build some of these drinks. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing. I mean, you know, uh, alcohol is, is always fun when you're, when you're around people and, and, and know how to do it appropriately. Uh, Corey, Rachel, if y'all want to jump in with some thoughts on what the main digital needs are 
uh, for the industry? I was going to say, I think um, a lot of it's been education. It's a lot of education about um, what's out there that their consumers really do want this. There is a need for it. And then kind of to remind them um, how it does translate over to the spirits world. Because, you know, if you're shopping online, you're getting your groceries, you're getting stuff from Amazon, um, but you're not getting spirits and you're the people who run the run the spirits, the liquor stores, um, that there is a need for it. You're already trained how to do it. Your consumers for sure are. And we've seen that as soon as they turn these apps on, as long as they're educating their their customers about it in the stores and they're getting them to download the apps, now they're starting to see those sales come through. And I think, you know, when Corey used the term digital hygiene earlier, it's reminding these retailers that you wouldn't buy a sweater if you were on, I don't know, um, Amazon or you're on Gap or Nike or somebody you had you pulled up a sweater on their website and had a big X as the picture. So we try and make sure that we're keeping those bottle images up to date and having a partner like bottle caps where it's a turnkey solution that they're not having to go in there and go back and forth with some sort of developer and go, you know, completely from ground up that they've got something that's a pretty quick solution and something they don't have to manage every single tiny aspect like those bottle images to make sure that they look professional, very up to date and that, um, that they're getting their point across really quickly. It's been, it's been good to work with them. Yeah, I would also say too, for, for us, um, speaking from the wholesale standpoint, this gives us another in the box uh, to be able to talk, to talk to customers about, you know, us being a distributor of choice, but being able to provide tools and resources to help them make that transformation, helping them understand that the content is king and for us providing assets to them whether it be evergreen content or bottle images that they then use with bottle caps to make sure that the imagery on their app is consistent. But it also allows us to be able to be a better partner with, with our retailer. And so I just kind of see this as a, a great opportunity for, um, I always use the, the term as like having multiple girlfriends. You know, our one girlfriend is the retailer. Our other girlfriend is our supplier partner, but then also how do we connect those dots to make sure that everybody's loving on each other? And so in this particular ecosystem here, it's us working with bottle caps because they're creating a solution to the needs of our retailer in a way that helps them sell more product, which in terms helps us. And the other piece I read is, 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 is that it does not allow our retailer to erode their margin based on the cost to get into the e-commerce game, it's relatively low um, in, in, in retrospect because it allows them to be able to keep their integrity of their margins, uh, be able to compete with the larger chains that are out there as well. And when you're online, you kind of look like the big boy. And so we like the fact of being able to um, We'll work with both our chains and our independents to ensure that we're providing the best service. And part of that is being able to educate, as Rachel alluded to early, is, is help educate them and ensure that they know what tools are available and help get them other resources that's going to help them sell more product. Daniel, I wanted to add to that a little bit. Um, you know, so uh, most uh, liquor stores feel like they could build their own app and website, and we've had some. Uh, folks try to do that. It's north of $100,000 and you get 
the bare bones uh, app. It's like buying a car that has no AC and no leather seats and all that good stuff, right? Um, we've, we've invested multi-millions into a platform to build it out and customize it to you. And just to give you a perspective, each and every one of our apps has over 100,000 images. It would take you many, many years to collect all those images. And, and north of three or $4,000 a month just to lease those images. Um, forget, do all the other stuff. And we do it in a flat fee model that allows you to integrate quickly. We walk you through the entire process from start to finish, developing your, getting your developer app uh, account set up to marketing your company and how to do it. And we do it in a very systematic way. I have a, a really great success story down here in Houston where I had a gentleman who not very computer savvy at all. We brought him on the platform early and last year he had his best year in the history of his entire tenure, tenure at um, Siena uh, Wine and Spirits. And he actually called me on January 1st and said, I've, I've never had a year like this. And so for him to be able to do this on a flat fee model, not have to worry about all the headaches of technology and just focus on how to drive his business, both from a digital standpoint and then in his store, has really taken a lot of the burden away from him. You know, one other thing I'd add on to what Dr. Prasant um, was saying there is that, you know, the platform itself is so powerful. Um, but in addition to that, you know, there's an expectation from our retailers that we have to educate them is that they also have a responsibility to once they have their app, they've got to promote it. Um, no different than them promoting their store in the traditional facet that they do. Um, it's important for them not only to let people that are shopping their store uh, in person know that they have an app, but also to buy sponsored ads to be able to promote outside of that, you know, geographic area uh, area where their store is located, because that's part of how this all becomes even more successful in terms of being able to reach out beyond uh, where your your brick and mortar store is. And so that's one of the things when we talk about education that, you know, we're continuing to have to do from from all three of our sides is is make sure that they understand what their obligation is, is to be in this whole uh, part of, of making that digital transformation, because that's critical. I mean, just hearing from y'all, what's exciting is that a change like this, which could be seen as dramatic and difficult to make for, um, you know, for, for someone whose entire life has been focused on one mode of, of selling, of branding, of building business relationships that now, you know, are being told, hey, guess what? For you to survive in this environment, it's time to change your strategy. Um, something that could seem like game ending for someone upon first hearing that kind of news. I mean, it sounds like a platform like Bottle Caps is not, you know, it, it not only is it not a game ender, obviously it's a game changer, but even just getting to use it, implementing it, um, figuring out, you know, the basics of the platform on day one, you've got that turnkey mentality built in. And I think that's incredibly important, especially for this industry, 
um, because of the kind of resistance to change that is probably baked in because there really hasn't had to be uh, a challenge to the traditional selling methods and uh, and logistics that have you know carried the industry for decades yeah i mean that's why it goes back to education working with um, bottle caps to host these what we call digital matters workshops where retailers can come in and learn uh, how this works and, and learn some of the best practices and tips to the trade on how to accelerate their business. Um, you know, I think that's one of the, the things I'm most excited about is that, you know, you don't just buy that car, but you get that car and you get a full manual that goes with it and a coach that kind of helps you through the process because we all have vested interest to to see these retailers be successful. Um, and that's 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 the beautiful thing about uh, this through and through is that, um, you know, Rachel, myself and, and Dr. Prasant have just as much, um, you know, you know, sweat equity and, and, and um, you know, um, you know, in this to make sure that that our retailers are successful at this. Prashant, do you want to speak at all to the the kind of turnkey strategy that you've brought to bottle caps? Um, and and you know, is is there anything? Because you know, I I think a, a product like this, regardless of industry, I think there's an incentive to be turnkey uh, for it to be easy to use, obviously. Um, but I think there are some specific needs for this industry that require. Um, turnkey and really require that kind of ease of use. So talk about your strategy there a little bit. Um, so, you know, we wanted to create one best in class one, but in order to do that, you have to create a best in class mm -hmm. customer service product, right? And to do that, that we created a client service uh, division, a marketing division, a graphics division. We, we do it all for you. So we we hold your hand through the entire process and we also give you a great playbook that we've learned from on how to build your business in the e-commerce space and what's been successful and we give you all those strategies we build them all into our platform so we have not only the custom app that you get that we walk you through how you how we build it how you want your logos to look like how you want the flow to be all of those things we then do the same for your website, which mimics your app. So the logins are the same and everything's the same. Then we create a product called Bottle Service. This is a dedicated team of people that come out and market for you on social. So they'll do your Facebook, they'll do your Instagram, they'll do your Twitter. Not only that, what we'll also do is we'll run contests where stores will actually get prizes for helping, you know, get usage out of their products. So we'll have them we'll have a, a contest for downloads. We have one for Texas right now where the store that gets the most number of downloads. So that means that, that they're asking their customer to download the app. So now they can engage with them. The, the store that gets the most will actually get a price from us. Um, so we're, in, we're incentivizing the store to use their own product to engage their own customer, right? And the last product we came out with, Bottle Rover, gave us the ability to now... Um, Pick your store in 42 states. We're currently in 42 states and five countries. But allow you to get it anywhere from Florida to New York, up to California and down to Texas. Um, and it's, it's beautiful in that sometimes you'll have people come into your area that currently don't know who you are. And the minute they download the app, Bottle Rover, 
you're allowed to look, look at every store that available, can tell if it's still your pickup, and you can do it very, very conveniently. I did it in Vegas uh, right in an Uber, and it would work perfectly. And so we want to make sure that every we dot all the I's, cross the T's, and make sure that the that it's a win-win situation for, for both us and for our, our partners. And whether that be a spirits brand, whether that be a distributor, or whether that be one of our liquor stores, all three tiers of the platform are very, very important to us and core to our business. And so we've done everything in our power to do that um, in every which way we possibly can. And we'll continue to evolve that to make it better and even more streamlined. Dr. Prasant, um, I know you didn't, you didn't touch on the, the dashboard, but I thought that was pretty cool, too, that the retailer is able to, to see not only their sales, uh, but they're able to do the push notifications. If you talk a little bit about that, because that was yeah, one of the absolutely. things that when Rachel and I you know, first met you and started talking, it was incredible. So if you want to touch on that. Yeah. So we, you know, we have a, a backend dashboard that allows you to look at not only just your orders, but allows you to do push notifications for various things like tastings in your store, allocated products. Um, I'll give you an example. We had a recent product that was very hard to get. One of our stores did a push and in six minutes sold $6,000 a product. Um, it's all these intricacies that we allow you to do through our data and analytics platform. We're also allowing you to take your own data and now figure out trends, right? So allowing you to one predictively pick your inventory so you'll know if I sell so much of X, I need to buy so much of it when I hit this threshold. Um, so the data and analytics piece of this that we, we I haven't talked about is really key to driving their business also. And then they get a full view of their business every single day. They can look at orders. They can actually do this right on their iPhone. We have a, we have a product called um, BC Admin. So we have a B2B product, which is business to business. And we have a B2C product which is what we put consumer facing. We've done both. And so now you're able to, an owner of a liquor store can open the app, his BC admin app, see the orders coming in, actually fulfill them like you would see on Domino's or on any of them saying, hey, um, we've received the order. It's, it's being picked right now. It's going out for delivery right on their iPhone with a swipe of a button. And we've made that uh, ease of easy but it allows them to take the data and empower them to make better decisions for their own business. And that's really important and engage with their customer in a way like they haven't in the past. Because if you look at every other platform in this space, and it doesn't matter who it is, Drizzly, mini bar, reserve bar, whoever it is, those customers do not belong to the store. They belong to that particular platform because they came through the platform. The platform holds their data. In our case, you actually own it. You own the data, you own the customer, they're yours, you engage with them. And that's the ultimate goal. I don't think an Amazon would want their customers not being part of Amazon and going through a third party. We're allowing you to do that and own it in a multi-million dollar platform for literally pennies on the dollar, so to speak. You know, what, what I find really unique about bottle caps as infrastructure um, beyond just the the white label software as a service um, that you've set up is 
that unique engagement that you allow uh, between customers and retailer and uh, you know incentivizing that kind of engagement without the bottle caps middleman right um as well as the flat fee model being the core payment structure uh for a liquor store using bottle caps as service why did you feel like that was the right solution for this industry both the flat fee model and that kind of direct retailer to consumer engagement without some kind of um you know third party middleman that filters both beautiful beautiful question really really like it um you know i i've stated before i'm from biotech and actually worked on the largest pharmaceutical brand in the world and so when i evaluated this this business and when i when i took over as chairman and ceo about 15 months ago um looking at the business what i saw was opportunities where other people in this space all they cared about was transaction fees and driving orders what i cared about was protecting my customer making sure that they were able to protect their margins and turning this into a very win-win situation. And that's really what's allowed us to build these phenomenal partnerships across all these differences, whether with Rachel, with Corey, or with my liquor stores. We want them to keep as much profit as they can because their margins are pretty thin to begin with. We also want them to engage with their customers so that customer doesn't defect and go to a larger player right? They can offer it for a cheaper price. Sometimes it's about service. It's not always about money, right? I've always said, if you want to drive a Tesla, you pay for a Tesla. If you want to drive a Fiat, you pay for a Fiat, right? And, and this is not taking shots at either of the two, but there's a, there's a difference between the two in terms of both service and quality. And that's what we're trying to be. We're trying to be the Tesla of the liquor industry, the one that actually is the technology company that Tesla is a technology company that builds cars. We're a technology company that builds solutions for digital, for spirits. And we've tried to do that in a very cost efficient way and in a way that is cost prohibitive to our customers, yet allowing them to continue to engage their customer on a daily basis. Um, and the flat fee model makes that very, very possible and it's very attractive doors. Corey, Rachel, how has that approach impacted your side of the ecosystem, both that flat fee model uh, as well as the kind of direct-to-consumer engagement uh, that a bottle caps platform provides for retailers? I think it's made it more approachable. Um, you know, with other options where they automatically got this percentage off the top or this or that, no matter what they sold, um, People were kind of putting their hands up. They weren't super interested. It might be a little bit of a necessary evil to kind of get onto e-commerce, but they they weren't looking at it as a, as a full-on solution to move forward and really jump both feet into e-commerce. So the flat fee gets them kind of like, okay, that's the what it takes to to play in this space. And I think that for that, it takes some of that question and um, and a lot of the confusion away from it and makes it a lot more approachable. Yeah, and I, I think for me, um, when I look at as far as the flat fee model, you know, I always look at our customer and trying to figure out, um, I think Dr. Prasant uh, said it earlier about, you know, their 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 margins. We, we want to protect the razor thin margins that they work off of to make sure that they continue to make money. Um, and so I think the flat fee model allows for the retailer to be able to do that. 
Um, I mean, basically for if you sold a couple bottles of, of Jameson and Glenn Levitt each day, it practically covers the cost of your app. So, I mean, it definitely makes it um, more approachable uh, for a lot of these smaller guys to get in the in the game. And then I think from a consumer standpoint, and I think Rachel probably would agree is, you know, the exciting thing is that we're looking at from a consumer uh, engagement standpoint, uh, you know, engaging the consumer via push notifications or web banners or the ways that we're doing that inside of their platform could be more uh, effective than doing a traditional tasting where I've got to figure out if I've got the tasting set on the right day, if it's doing the right time and hopefully the right consumer because I'm tasting gin that day. Hopefully that person walks in and, and, and wants to try gin that day, but maybe they're a whiskey drinker and so they don't want to try. So there's a lot of noise in the traditional means of doing tastings where it's not so much where we can cut through the clutter now by using and partnering with a company like Bottle Caps with their retailers to ensure that this may be a better way to invest. And so far we saw that uh, there, th this, this is a better proven way of investing into consumer engagement versus the traditional means. And so that's the exciting piece, I think, um, you know, about this, this whole thing of, of digital transformation, because it's causing us to, to look at things a lot differently and how we approach it versus the typical point of sale material that we use and the, the typical tastings that we typically use to engage consumers at the point of purchase. All right, another quick little break. We're doing our drink question number two. Prashant kind of set us up here. He gave us one of his classic mixed drinks for brunch. So we're going to ask again if you were a classic mixed drink, not, not one that you enjoy, but if you really felt like one embodied you and your personality, which would it be and why? So we're, we're talking the classics. Okay, so I'm... I'm I would say that I am an old-fashioned because I'm very old-fashioned in a lot of ways. Um, I love old fashions. Uh, I think Corey and Rachel know that. Um, I'm a recent bourbon drinker, I would say, uh, in the past year, but I've become a bourbon fanatic. And so um, anything with Blanton's uh, in an old-fashioned, would uh, you'd, you'd, you'd catch my attention real quick. Love it. All right, Corey, your turn. So for me, uh, I'm going to go down that same rabbit hole, no point intended. <laughs> uh, I am, for me, I'm a guy who truly enjoys a smoked cherry old-fashioned made with none other than smooth amla mm. bourbon. And the reason for me it's the old-fashioned, um, it's classic like I am. It's reserved very much like I am. And it's smooth very much like I am. But when you add the smoke characteristic, it allows you to be able to bring that well balance out. And so that's what uh, that's that's what that is to me. Lady, you owe me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got you. No problem. Anytime. All right, Rachel, your turn. Well, I would be... <laughs> I would be a Manhattan, probably made with TX whiskey or maybe Jameson Black Barrel, um, up, and of course a really good cherry in it. And I think it's because it's strong, but it's still a little sweet, and it's 
timeless. Amazing. I'm uh, I, I'm torn on mine. I'd go with something with mint in it, but I'd probably lean mojito. Um, just because you know, I, I I feel like I'm always called to the beach, right? And nothing beats uh, nothing beats a beach drink quite like a mojito. So I'm gonna have to go with mojito. D- Daniel, I, I've noticed something here with your two <laughs> drinks. They they both seem to be on the more refreshing yes. side. Yes, yes. Herbace. They like some uh, an herby cocktail. So, so wherever, Oh, you better believe it. My my my, my alcoholic tastes are being revealed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I know when we're having some moments of conviviality, I know what to get Let's you. Let's do it. Yes, we're gonna have to do a follow up episode in person with these actual drinks in hand. Absolutely, I love it. Yes, yeah. All right, y'all. Let's head into the final stretch of the conversation here. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about where bottle caps and bottle rover and the entire white label software as, as a service fits into um, the broader spirit ecosystem. What I really want to highlight again is where each of y'all's three companies play into that ecosystem and how with bottle caps enabled as a tool uh, you're able to better connect and better work with those different sides of the industry uh, to create, you know, a really positive and digitally focused uh, liquor store ecosystem. So, could y'all each break down the three tier system that you are a part of, and how each of you work together within this new digitally enabled ecosystem uh, that Bottle Caps provides? So. Again, you know, our company imports it. We give it over to R&DC and they get it out to our retail partners and we, we go from there. So what's been handy about working with both the distributor and with bottle caps is we can kind of coordinate, okay, this is the programming. This is what we want to do. This is the correct message for this month or for these four weeks or however we're doing it. And we can kind of deploy both of them out at the same time with a unified message. So the bottle caps team goes to the retailers and says, Hey, do you want to participate in this? This is the, the program that we're running with Pernod. And then from there, we also send it to the distributor side and the distributor has their own sell sheet and they can kind of reiterate, but also they're very fully aware that, Hey, you know what? We need to have a little more absolute. We need to have a little more Jameson in the stores because this is what we did last time. We really cranked up the heat on both of these when we did the e-commerce um, programming during December. And so now we need to, to up our game. We know how, how it'll affect the business. So it's been nice to kind of have that one unified vision and then everybody helps deploy it in their own way. Yep, and I think that to add on to that, um, what we said as a as a wholesaler, um, specifically in my role as trade marketing and digital, is is really bridging that gap and being that that bridge between both sales and marketing. And so when we talk about the supplier side of it, and then you look at you know a platform like Bottle Caps, it's really making sure that our sales associates really have the tools they need to go out there and be successful. And I consider bottle caps as being a tool in the tool bag for our, our associates. One, because they provide a solution for those retailers that want to get into the digital game. But for two, it also provides us a way to provide that omni-channel approach where what we're doing in the brick and mortar from a tasting or uh, engagement standpoint in the store, a lot of those things can have um tremendous benefit from having multiple touch points. And so for us, I think it's a unique situation because um, the partnership with Bottle Cap has allowed us to make a stronger connection 
and our relationship with our customer beyond just on what we can sell them and put on their shelf. But it's about, you know, how do we continue to think differently and provide uh, out of the box solutions for our customer? And for me, I just think that uh, Bottle Caps has, has really stepped up and served to be that that tool that is really making that point of difference for us as a distributor. So I'm going to echo what both of them said. I mean, it is a unified vision and, you know, they always say teamwork makes a dream work. And we have the ability to touch all three tiers of, of the system. We work with, with Rachel and her team and, and, and all spirits brands to basically use their products one on our platform to make sure that the images are correct to make sure that they're allowed to program or do uh, some level of programming, which allows consumers access to products, new products and, and emerging products at, at you know better prices than they normally would get. Um, at the same time, we work with Republic, which is a distributor to allow us to access to some of the latest products and do it in a mechanism where all three of us touch uh, liquor stores. And so now we're able to do it in a three-pronged approach which allows us to ultimately talk these liquor stores into making that move to digital. It's a, it's a leap of faith. And once they make that leap of faith, uh, it, it's quite uh, enriching in a lot of ways. It's like when I bought my first Tesla, I went from going at a regular car to an electric car and it's like driving a plane. Uh, but once I've done it, now I love it, I'll never go back. And that's what our consumers are seeing, and so are our liquor stores. Once they go digital, they never go back. And it's such a unique opportunity, and we've built a platform that's very conducive to it. And we've tried, and we've really done a hard, uh, a really good job in building a, a best-in-class platform that will continue to evolve. We continue to bring out new features, like we're doing uh, integration with DoorDash across the United States, so people will be able to get delivery in compliant states. We're doing wine clubs that will allow you to get wine. We're looking at doing something like a subscribe and save, similar to what you've seen on Amazon, where we know people like like Corey like to drink their um, you know bourbon, so maybe he can put it on subscribe and save and get it on a regular basis. Um, we're going to do all these very creative things to enhance the process and enhance the buying experience. And obviously, as this digital ecosystem uh, builds out more in this industry, much like all the other industries where e-commerce has become the norm or a norm, it's not like it completely supplants brick and mortar. It's not like brick and mortar is going away in any capacity. Um, it's just evolving and the strategies are clearly having to change. So how are y'all seeing bottle caps uh, and the digital tools in bottle caps uh, mesh with the brick and mortar strategy, um, and you know how do you see the physical liquor store uh, changing its strategy or changing its place as something like this digital ecosystem becomes more prevalent? For some of them who have not yet. Uh took full advantage of like their CRM platform. You have a lot of retailers who have maybe collected uh, email addresses from some of their customers, but have never segmented those customers based on their preference. Um, you know, the bottle cap platform will allow you to be able to at least, you know, kind of go down that path, which I think is pretty, 
pretty cool. Um, you know, when you start looking at taking some of those key learnings from 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 brick and mortar and some of the other industries that do a really good job at once you make a purchase from them, being able to send you relevant content or, or relevant items that um, that fit your need for more of a personal shopping experience. And so I think that um, this is one of the things that the, the, the liquor industry, particularly this platform, will, will begin to allow you to do from a retail standpoint is, is really to, to take advantage of that CRM and, and really tie in and, and create that personalization for your customer, uh, which in terms, um, the more the retailer knows more about you, the more they can tailor those shopping, um, uh, you know, those, those, those added value pieces to, to increase your, your uh, shopping experience with that particular store. Yeah. I think it's really important that, you know, retailers understand that, you know, they potentially could, could have less um, overhead burden in terms of employees and things like that. If they went to more of a digital platform, because, we allow for curbside pickup. We allow for delivery. We allow for uh, in-store pickup. All of these things you can do in advance of a customer walking into your store. The other thing we've noticed is when people go digital, their basket sizes go up. They don't feel it, it's like when you're buying on Amazon. When you start buying one thing, then you're like, oh, I need this. Let me buy this, too, since I'm already having it shipped. We're starting to see basket sizes in the over $100 range. For e-commerce versus when you go in store, it's fifty to fifty-five bucks. So it's a much higher basket spend. We're also learning from customers that they want other products, and we can track those trends and allow the liquor store to go buy those products and you know supply them to their customers. And up till now, they've never had that opportunity. So there's multiple reasons why you should e-commerce, and it allows. Um, I think liquor stores to be much more efficient in the way they do business uh, from both an overhead perspective, an engagement perspective, and the ability to track data and analytics. You know, Persona, the other thing I, I, I didn't get the chance to mention, but the other huge upside to this is that when you go digital, there's no theft. So where a lot of stores are looking at shrinkage uh, based on theft. You, you don't have that with online, which is a huge benefit. The other piece of it is that you can your store is never closed. So even though the liquor store may close at nine o'clock, you you can buy twenty four seven. It doesn't mean that you can have it delivered twenty four seven, but the option to be able to have your store open twenty four hours a day and have no theft is a huge upside. Absolutely. And we see that. We see orders coming in at midnight and two o'clock that are going to get fulfilled the next day. But while you're sleeping, you're making money. And it's it's been a mantra of ours for a while. Uh, and you make some really good points, Corey. All right, y'all. That basically wraps up our conversation. But we're going to end on another high note. We're going to end with another drink question. This one is, you know, definitely a little more party oriented. Because, you know, hey, come on, we're talking alcohol, right? So if you were a shot of liquor, which would you be and why? And, you know, really get into how it feels going down, the smell, the taste, the uh, 
the woo level afterwards. Let's hear it. You know, if you were a shot of liquor, which would you be and why? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll pop up. Um, there we I go. would be around a Jameson with my friends because the bartender's never going to be mad because you're all getting the same thing. You're not ordering this random shot, this random shot, this random shot. Uh, nobody <laughs> yep. knows that horrible Definitely. tequila face, you know, when they're taking their Jameson and nobody has those like <laughs> bad memories. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a great strong shot that's quick and easy to get at the bar. For me, I'm going to have to go with, and I hope you guys are all sitting down right now, but I'm going to have to go with a shot of Reserva 44, also known High as Avion 44. <laughs> and that's because, you know, for me, it's one of those that is so smooth, so well balanced. But if I talked about it spending those 44 months in that barrel, do you know what happens 44 months inside of a barrel? <laughs> I mean, it's it, that, that process of and the characteristics and the and, and the notes that comes out of that is just incredible. So for me, it's it's about having a shot of Reserva 44 in a glass, and uh, yeah, that's how I would do it. So I'll, I'll share something really interesting. Uh, one of the times I went out with Corey, he made me take a shot of uh, Jameson with some pickle juice, <laughs> and that was quite an interesting experience. So um, I will I would say my shot my shot of choice would be the three wise men. Um, you know, if you've met the guys Jack, John, and Jim, um, they're three Incredible. wise men: Johnny Walker, Jim Beam, and Jack Daniels. Put them all together, and you get a nice shot. Um, I've 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 gone on record saying made a on the Oh, I love that. I bet. Really tough. Um, yeah. But if you want to get a buzz, that's one quick way to do it. <laughs> He's, he's getting there fast. Are those equal parts, Dr. Prasad? Equal parts, Dr. Yes, what, let's see that doctor's note. <laughs> now, what kind of herby shot are you picking up over there? Oh, God. Um, you know, I, I was honestly going to say just a good old shot of tequila. Um, is that yeah. herby enough? You know, may, maybe it not. Uh, yeah, it, it can be. But I think the reason is because uh, most shots for me don't go down easy. So if I'm going to do the shot, I might as well go all out. So get me that lime, get me that salt, and get me that tequila face. Because uh, <laughs> I'm just, you know, if, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to go 100%. That's right. Daniel, let me just tell you, if you're going to have some Reserva 44 with me, you're not going to have a tequila face. It's going to be a, a face <laughs> of bliss. And you don't need no salt. You don't need no salt and you don't need no lime. All you need to do is mm. have your palate ready. And, uh, yeah, so when I see you, that's what we're, we're having Noted. together. Noted. It's it's in the yeah, agenda. Daniel, after this COVID-19 goes away, we're going to be doing an after party. <laughs> Good. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, and, and you know, Twitter has been telling me that, uh, you know, tequila is good to fight against COVID. I, I, I'm going to say that's probably not scientifically accurate, but any excuse to, you know, no. fine, I'll, I'll stock up on my phone. Science proves that we'll go from there. We're going to get you some Altos or some Avion 44. We, we, we want to make sure that you have nothing but oh, the best. Love it. Daniel. Let's nothing go. but the best. I love that. You just you just need to get above eighty proof. Once you get above eighty proof, everything goes. Exactly right. 
All right, y'all. That wraps up our episode of Poppin' Bottles with Bottle Caps. Again, I'd like to thank our panel of guests, Dr. Prashant Desai, Executive Chairman and CEO of Bottle Caps, Rachel Stoll, Digital Activation Coordinator with Pernod Ricard USA, and Corey Laney, Digital Director of Trade Marketing and Digital for Republic National Distributing Company. Thank you all so much for joining us and for this first episode of Poppin' Bottles, and I'm really looking forward to going forward from here. Yes, thank Thank you. you. Thank you all. Yes, indeed. Time to pop some bottles now. (laughs) Let's do it. Pop them. Let's do it. Have a great one. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Poppin' Bottles with Bottle Caps. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure you find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, and a comment wherever you're listening to that podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. 